Memphis, welcome to the weekend. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to Memphis Flyer Radio. I am your host, Toby Sells, news editor over at the Memphis Flyer. That's your alternative news weekly based right here in good old Memphis, Tennessee, USA. Happy to be here on the airwaves of WYXR, your crosstown radio, 91.7 FM, and we are available anywhere in the world you get your podcasts. We are brought to you this week by how quickly we forgot about the new bridge being closed and then reopened. Remember that? It was, it was what? Earlier this year, sometime, I guess, man, it was like, it was like every day you think, man, that bridge is still closed. How? How how is the city not filling up with cars? I mean, what's it like trying to cross the old bridge? Is that like Mad Max or something over there? Ooh, wonder how the old bridge is doing. (laughs) Man, they said that thing was like ancient it might not make it i, I guess i, I would have or, or the news would like I, I guess i would have seen it on on facebook or, or something if the old bridge like fell off into the water or whatever I, well i guess everything's fine now right i mean i, I would have heard of it if it wasn't so you know i'm glad that everything's back to normal or whatever you know cool cool and there you have it folks a word from our sponsor today how quickly we all forgot about the new bridge being closed and then reopened. Man, that bridge thing though. It closed in like May and reopened what in like June, July? I honestly cannot remember off the top of my head, but the whole closure thing happened right around the time that our COVID numbers were getting way better, right? So so to fill that void in our in our constant worry, somehow the good old Hernando de Soto Bridge decided to come in and crack and, and help fix the void, you know? And then it was fixed and our numbers took off again and oh Lord conspiracy theory anyone. I don't have to tell y'all I am a COVID data nerd, have been since March 2020. And I'm always looking for any signs of optimism. And that sign came this week as our daily rolling average of new cases fell by about 100. They had been just over 700, and now they're just over 600. Doesn't sound like much, but this was over 1,000 not too long ago. Infectious disease experts I talked to for last week's cover said that this was going to happen. They said there would likely be a decline as we head into the fall, and then there might be perhaps a winter surge as we all head indoors again, especially for the holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. But for now, it is nice to see our numbers head in the right direction for a change and pull us back from that terrifying precipice of record-setting numbers. I'm tired of it. And I know it ain't fun, but please think about COVID this weekend. It's a huge festival weekend in Memphis. The Flyers' very own Tequila Festival is slated for tonight at Overton Square. The Cooper Young Festival is Saturday and expected to draw thousands. Both are outdoors, which means that they are much safer than indoors. However, please keep yourself and everyone safe by wearing a daggum mask. It ain't politics anymore, people. Love your neighbor. Take care of yourself. Be smart. Do the right thing. That's all we ask. Later in the show, we'll have our film and TV editor, Chris McCoy, who will talk to us about the brand new Discovery Plus show, Reno My Rental, starring Carmian Hamilton from Memphis, 
who renovates rental homes right here in good old Memphis, Tennessee, USA. Happy to hear it. What a cool story. And Michael Donahue, our man about town and food writer, is going to tell you all about Amida Saleem. She's known as Miss Butterroll, whose Butterroll business has started cranking in the pandemic. Stick around and listen to Donahue's story about that. We'll have the news, of course, and the member net, and we'll slice off some choice cuts from our events calendar, the finest calendar in all of Memphiana, to help you get your weekend together. All right, that is going to do it. I don't have to check a dang thing this week. All right, folks, here we go. this week just like we do each and every week with a look down the streets of the Memernet. You know, that is Memphis on the internet and what an in- crazy interesting mix we've got in the Memernet this week. The first one, Dolan in Memphis. YouTuber J. Doll King Hefner took one of his sexy real sex dolls, which he calls girlfriends, for a night on Beale Street Sunday. Hefner pushed the doll in a wheelchair for a bite at Dyer's Burgers. They made their way past Silky O'Sullivan's and then to B.B. King's. Hefner greeted the many curious onlookers and answered questions about the doll along the way. He let little girls touch the doll and take photos with her and told one passerby that, hey, she don't argue much. Big old hat tips out there to Reddit user StrangeFruit007 for the original post that I saw about this and also to user Wolfax2 for the, uh, the YouTube link. Thank y'all so much. Look for a story about this guy coming in the Memphis Flyer very soon. Tweet of the week. Chef Kelly English ruled the Memernet last week with one word. In answer to a question, what would be different about Batman if he were from your city? English wrote, Batman. And here comes a design challenge. Design your best Batman logo. Submit it to me, Toby, at toby at memphisflyer.com. And we're going to feature it on the Memernet. And I'm going to read it right here on the Memernet portion of this radio show. Whoa, that got weird meta somehow. Mark Mashup. Philip Dean showed what the Memernet was all about last week with this Mark Gasol Blues Clues meme mashup. Boy, say that five times fast. It's a thing of beauty. You've got to see it for yourself. So click on over to the Memernet at memphisflyer.com. Having a look at the week that was, General Sessions Judge Louis Montese Jr. ruled video evidence of the fatal shooting of Alvin Motley Jr. would not be released until a preliminary hearing later this month. The footage was shown to Motley's family late last month, and they and they have since called for it to be publicly released. Motley was allegedly fatally shot on August 7th by former Horn Lake police officer Gregory Livingston following a verbal altercation over loud music. Rallies were planned in Memphis and across the country last week for Purvis Payne, a Memphis man who has been on death row for 33 years. Payne's case went national after weekly rallies caught the attention of the Innocence Project, which works to exonerate the wrongfully convicted. Payne was convicted of murdering Sharice Christopher and her two-year-old daughter in 1987. Payne's legal team argues his execution would be illegal because he has an intellectual disability. Shelby County is ready to welcome Afghan refugees, Shelby County Mayor Lee Harris said in a letter to President Joe Biden last week. I believe we have a moral duty to help those in dire circumstances who supported our troops, Harris said. 
The University of Memphis faculty won a record-setting $50.2 million in research awards in the last fiscal year. The new total beat last year's record of $40.7 million. That's an increase of 23.2%. Federal grants have been the fastest-growing category in the U of M research mix. The top three federal contractors of U of M research last year were the National Science Foundation, National Institutes of Health, and the U.S. Department of Education. Tommy Peters, a noted businessman, restaurant club owner, and philanthropist, died last Sunday. Peters reportedly contracted COVID-19 in August and had been in the hospital in Orlando for several weeks. Born in Memphis, Peters was founder, president, and CEO of Beale Street Blues Company, which includes B.B. King's Blues Club, Lafayette's Music Room, and Itabina. In a story from senior reporter Maya Smith, abortion ban blocked. A federal appeals court upheld a lower court's decision last week to block a Tennessee abortion ban that was signed into law last year. The fetal heartbeat law would ban abortion in Tennessee beginning at six weeks. It would also ban abortion based on a Down syndrome diagnosis or because of the gender or race of the fetus. The provisions of the law are constitutionally unsound, according to Judge Martha Daughtry. Hetty Weinberg, executive director of the American Civil Liberties Union of Tennessee, applauded the court's decision. People should be able to make decisions for themselves about whether and when to become a parent without politicians interfering. Ashley Caulfield, CEO of Planned Parenthood of Tennessee and North Mississippi, said the decision allows abortion to remain safe and legal in Tennessee despite a, quote, national coordinated attack on abortion rights. We trust our patients to make their own fully informed reproductive health care decisions, she said. A new law in Texas is even more restrictive than Tennessee's law as it is now proposed. Abortion restrictions in Texas now begin six weeks after the patient's last menstrual period. Many in Tennessee worried that Tennessee's conservative majority would hop at the chance to pass a law similar to the new one in Texas. Speaking to reporters last week, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee said, not yet. We have no current plans to move forward with anything beyond what we currently have relative to the existing piece of legislation, he told reporters last week. Chris McCoy, as you know, is our film and TV editor over here at the Memphis Flyer. Chris, say hello, if you would, please. Hey, Toby. Thanks for having me, as usual. <laughs> you had the cover this week, and it's a gorgeous cover. I tell you, this story just hit me. I had no idea any of this was going on. I've got my head in other places, I guess. Reno, my rental. It's a Memphis show by a Memphis designer, and it's set in Memphis. What is going on with this thing? Well, the uh, designer's name is Carmine Hamilton, and she was she got on a show that was a reboot of Design Stars, which was a uh, HG, HGTV reality show that ran for like eight seasons. And they're rebooting it for Discovery Plus, the streaming service. And she got on the show, and one of the prizes was if you, you know, there was like six or seven, oh, there, there were seven designers, eight, eight total. So she competed against like seven other people and one of the prizes was you get to have your own show wow they'll make a show with you and uh, so she win she won uh design stars back in in march the end of march and they've been producing this show and it's like you said it's called reno my rental it's different than a lot of these design shows 
that you see on the HGTV or on Discovery Plus or wherever, because those are always geared towards homeowners, right? This is specifically geared towards rental people, to pe people who are renting their spaces. To, and Carmian said she wanted to help these people like make homes in these rental spaces, right? And make it feel like home, make it feel like a lot, like, like it's their space, right? you know? And, and it's all set in Memphis. Like you said, they're all over the place. They do some downtown stuff. They do some midtown stuff. I got a set visit and I went up to Fraser oh, cool. uh, to the, the home. Yeah. She was redoing two rooms in this house for uh, this couple named the Dysons. And one of the things about the show though, is that if you're picked for the show, you have to move out of your place for like two weeks while they go in and they and they renovate it and you don't get to see what she's doing. Right. You know, like she will just do a she'll do an interview with you and then they'll surprise you, you know. So so they you know, people are taking a chance on it. And I think that's part of the drama. It's like, you know, is it, are they going to like it at the end? Oh, yeah. You know, it's what she it's does. the unveil, right? I love that. That's the that's the best part of these shows, yeah. right? When you walk in, and you see these people like freak out, like, I can't believe what you've done to my den or whatever. The show is great. It's all set in here in Memphis. And it also features a lot of Memphis businesses, too. She tries to source locally whenever she can. You know, most of her crew is from here. And it's just been a really great, it's a really great show if you're into that kind of thing. You no. Know? Yeah, um, and I can't wait to see it. I know this is on Discovery Plus. Uh, I just love to see Memphis anytime I can on on the big screen or the small screen. You were telling me before we got on the air that something happened during the beginning of this. It really threw a lot into chaos. Three, two weeks ago, I think. Now, Carmian's husband Marcus was killed in a motorcycle accident, and they were really close. He was very supportive of her, and it's it's been really very sad for everybody involved, and they were. Just question is whether they were going to release the show on time, but they she's pretty much insisted that they go ahead with it. And uh, Marcus is actually in the show a little bit, several episodes. So it just sort of adds a level of poignancy, you know, to to everything. But we all, you know, I, I, I've interviewed Carmen several times, and she's just a really, really great person. And I just, you know, my heart goes out to her for her loss, and I just hope hope she can be successful and that everybody can see this show because uh, I think. You know, she worked really hard on it, and I actually wish that she could be here and we could be interviewing her now, but um, I just wish her all the best. Well, we all do, too. Check out Chris's story in this week's flyer. It's called Reno My Rental. You can watch it on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, you can read more about the show in the flyer. It comes out September 18th on HGTV. Is that right, Chris? It premieres simultaneously on Discovery+, Plus and HGTV. Uh, Carmen, we at the Memphis Flyer wish you all the best in the whole wide world. Chris, thanks so much for all you do, sir. Thank you, Toby. Back here to our old trusty calendar section, stepping out and staying in. See if we can't find something to help you get your weekend together. This week, we recommend Dugout Dogs. This is Bark in the Park. This is one of the last Thursday home games for the uh, Memphis Redbirds down there at AutoZone Park. Dogs get in free, but their humans will have to purchase a specialty ticket for $15. Included in the ticket price will be a dog's choice of a Yeti Dog Bowl, St. Louis Cardinals picture frame leash holder, or a Redbirds Classic logo dog blanket. Then you get to watch the game. Thursdays will host celebrity Instagram famous English Bulldog Sir Meatball and Milkshake. There's also $2 draft beers, $1 hot dogs all night long. Bark in the Park at AutoZone Park. You know where that is. Memphis Tequila Festival. 
This is Overton Square. This is tonight, 6 to 9 p.m. Tickets are $39. The Memphis Flyer brings you the Tequila Festival. It features more than 30 different types of tequila to taste, local DJs, spooky face painting, a costume photo booth, dancing, food, and more. The event is 21+. plus. Cooper Young Fest, a celebration of the arts, people, culture, and Memphis heritage. This is the Cooper Young Historic District. You know where that is, Cooper and Young. This is Saturday. Kicks off at 9 a.m., goes to 7 p.m. This is absolutely free. Wear a mask. Take care, folks. A new show, The Lifespan of a Fact. This is over at Circuit Playhouse. This regional premiere questions the concept of fact versus fiction and journalistic integrity. Opens tonight at 8 p.m. and runs through October 10th. Tickets are $27. Opening reception for On Christopher Street. This is tonight, September 17th, 6 p.m. It's streamed live, free, from the uh, Brooks Museum Facebook page. It's an exhibition of transgender portraits by Mark Seliger. Brooks Museum's Rosamund Garrett, the artist, and four of the exhibition subjects will discuss the exhibition live-streamed from the museum's Facebook page. Next Top Comic comes to B-Side, Austin vs. Memphis. The mecca of comedy is sending their best six comedians from both cities to battle it out. Who is funnier, Memphis or Austin? This is Wednesday, September 26th at B-Side. That's 1553 Madison. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Be a Good Neighbor Vaccination Series. This is in Greenlaw. Get a, get a vaccine and get a free cold beverage and a hot dog. This is uh, Tuesday, September 21, from 3 to 6 p.m. up at the Greenlaw Community Center. 901 Poetry Open Mic. This is an open mic series uh, up at the High Tone. Monday, September 20th at 7 p.m. Tickets are $9 and one penny. Big Top Tees Fantasyland features acrobats, fire performers, drag artists, and more. This is Drew's Place tonight at 9 p.m. Tickets are $10. Head over to the Evergreen Theater to see Meemaw's Ratchet Barbecue. It's a comedy about Meemaw and her family. It uh, opens tonight, Friday. Tickets are $30. And at the University of Memphis, they're hosting the Hispanic Film Festival. Celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month by viewing five Hispanic films on select dates virtually and in person. This is at the University Center Theater. It runs through October 5th. All right, y'all, go out there, have a great weekend, wear a mask, take care of yourself and your neighbors, have a good time. Donahue is our man about town. He's also our food writer. The cool thing that Donahue does, I think, that distinguishes him from the other food writers in town is you find some cool people kind of working under the radar that are doing some amazing things. That's what you did this week. You talked to Amita Salim. You called her Miss Butterroll. How come? Actually, I asked her if she had a nickname, and she said, yes, it's Miss Butterroll. So surprise, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. And I can I can see why. I'll preface this a little bit. Years ago, somebody told me about butter rolls, which is actually a, a soul food dish, I believe. And it was a soul food restaurant where I tried it. And it was a group of us, and we all got to sample it. And literally, it was either the next day or two days later, I went back to the same restaurant by myself and ordered one and ate the whole thing <laughs> by myself. It's it's one of the most delicious desserts it's kind of like a cobbler-esque kind of thing maybe you okay. know with the crust and and this creamy sugary uh, buttery uh, now describe it like, if it come if it came on a plate would it just be like a just kind of a heap of stuff would it look like a pie slice no 
No, it would it'd be like, it, you know, it looks like a roll, okay. you know, but not like a, a roll roll. It's just, you know, just a, like a long, narrow kind of, and you'd cut it, you know, but it was, okay. when I ate, the one that I ate was more flat. I bought, flatter, I guess, I bought a, <laughs> I bought a dish of two and it's a big pan and this was $35 for two and i literally sat in the parking lot and ate one of them (laughs) and then when i delivered the rest of my family i ate an eighth more it's they're just i mean i i wish i it's one of the most amazingly delicious desserts around and And so is is it like any kind of stuff on the inside can you have apple ones are there cinnamon ones or or is a butter roll kind of a, a, a thing all to itself I think it's a thing all to itself. Okay. I'm sure you can you can adapt them to different ways. I'm not sure if she does that, but just the classic butter roll is just just like just butter, sugary, creamy taste with this crust and cream. And she's just got and it's got nutmeg in it. And usually when I think of nutmeg, it's like eggnog or something mm-hmm. where it's really strong. But this it it's not. I okay. mean, this is to me. If you've never tried a butter roll, you got to get now that's a butter roll. Which is, <laughs> I mean, my limited experience, I can say that, you know, after having maybe three in my life. And so that, that's a, that's Amita Salim's new business. Uh, she started kind of making them uh, for friends and family. She's got a, a business now called Now That's a Butter Roll. Uh, and I'm sure you can you can find that on the internet. In, in internet, I know that she's on all the social media and stuff. She said that from a young age, she was kind of obsessed with with butter. She would go and find it and, and hide and eat it as a kid. She learned how to make this stuff from her mom and just kept on making it. What's her story from there? She she got interested in making butter rolls. Got super good at it. What happened? Well, she actually she made one when she was I think twelve, and that's when a friend of her mother's tasted it and said, now that's a butter roll. Ah. But then she didn't make them again until she was pregnant with her first child, I believe. And she called her mother. She had a craving for a butter roll, said, will you make me a butter roll? Unfortunately, this was 3 a.m. in the morning. And her mother <laughs> said, I'm not going to make a butter roll. You make a butter roll. You're grown up. So she went to Kroger that night at 3 a.m., got the ingredients, went home and stayed up till five or six making a butter roll. And it was great. And then she started making them special occasions and to, grew into a business. Yeah. And, so uh, you said in 2020, she got a business license, started giving out samples and her business card to friends, families, and, and folks at church, started up a social media campaign. Uh, and then people would start to text her to ask her if she'd make one. And then she started baking these kind of in a commercial way in her church kitchen. And you said in mm-hmm. the story that she started making maybe 10 or 15 a week, and now she does 15 or 20 a day. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm really, it's, I'm really impressed with all of these, like you said earlier, you know, these people that come up with these businesses, so many of them, and so many of them seem to have blossomed during the pandemic, you know, with, and she did because she was delivering, you know, right. or you could meet her at the church or wherever. And these businesses, there's so many out there that, and just really, really good. I'm just finished eating part of next week's story, which I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. And I'm blown away. I mean, I'm just, you know, and this is another one of those things, you know, people are just creative out there with food and hooray for Memphis. 
Well, and you can read all about it in the food column by our Michael Donahue, one of many things that Mr. Donahue does for us, but certainly his food coverage is one of a kind. You're only going to read about that in the Memphis Flyer. Read about Miss Butterroll in this week's Flyer. Uh, you can find more information on their website at nowthatsabutterroll.com. You can also read this story at memphisflyer.com. That's where you're going to find the one, the only Michael Donahue. Michael, thanks, <laughs> thanks for all you do, sir. Thank you, Toby. Same here. Back at you. Folks, that's going to do it for the first half of Memphis Flyer Radio, the talk half of the show. But you are going to want to stick around for the second half of the show, the better half of the show, with our music editor, Alex Green, who's going to spin you some records, tell you some tales, and he's going to sound daggum good doing it, too. I promise you that. All right, y'all have a great weekend out there. Take care of yourself. Alex, take it away. Thank you. Thank you.